What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Motion Show, episode three of season two. I'm super excited. Season two's been going well so far. I'm still figuring out the whole um, remote interviewing thing. I'm really excited that Anchor added that feature so that I'm able to interview people far away. Um, So far, I've had Jenna Harvey, who's running for Congress. I've had my good friend, Christine Olshan, was on episode two. And on today's episode, I am talking to a very good friend of mine, incredible musician, trumpet player, um, producer, and marijuana enthusiast and just all around good guy, Tom Lavecchia. I first met Tom in Philly at some sessions at Time. For those of you who know about Time in Philly, it's like a, they play all kinds of different music, but it's relatively known as like a jazz blues club where it's a whiskey bar and um, my bass player and my drummer, Andy and Adam, they are part of a band called The Living Sample and they're basically basically the house band there and all kinds of different players come in and play and tom when he moved to philly started doing that a lot and so that's where we met and before i know it before i knew it he was playing shows with me and hitting uh, the recording studio to do horn parts and along with like jay davidson and Corey Riker back in the day um you know uh, there's just so many people aaron gordon who is another amazing trombone player. Um, Tom's kind of been in that circle of players who play with us. So, and he's just a great guy, super funny and intelligent and insightful. So, I interviewed him. He's living down in Key West, Florida. In the middle of the interview, there's a couple little like technical issues, some dropouts, but I think overall we had a really great about hour long conversation, music, life, just whatever was on our mind. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. Keep listening. I've got more interviews coming down the pike. And hopefully you guys are enjoying this content, especially since everybody's quarantined still in a way, shape or form. We're kind of moving through this together. I hope everybody's safe. I hope you're well. I love you guys. Check out Tom Lavecchia. And uh, I'll put his information in a post and everything like that. So you can follow him on Instagram and all that good stuff. He's posting a lot of really cool videos. So here's my... Here's my conversation with Tom Lavecchia. All right, we're in here. We are a go, my friend. Welcome to the Motion Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What a pleasure. It's it's uh it's crazy times and and uh and it's good and bad because it's good because we can do podcasting remotely. So fucking throw a pandemic Absolutely. at it. Throw a pandemic at us. We're just gonna keep talking shit. <laughs> more episodes to come i love it. it well it's great man because uh honestly podcasting listens and you know live streaming and all that stuff is like through the roof right now because everybody's home and and uh quarantining well not everybody obviously because <laughs> some people aren't doing that but you know what i mean a lot of people are and and uh so i'm trying to put out more content and now that i'm able to do this podcasting um, using the phone because I wasn't able to do this when the pandemic started. And then um, the app that I use, shout out to Anchor and those guys because it's a great app, um, which you would be great for doing a podcast. Anyway, Tom Lavecki, you are, you know, my guest. So how are you doing, my friend? It's enough about me. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'd love to hear about your um, 
you know, getting doing more podcasts and things. Um, yeah. I'm doing great. You know, um, like you said, it's been a, it's, it's an, it's a different time for people. Obviously that's the obvious. Yeah. I see you're doing, obvious. I uh, see you're doing a lot of, uh, recording and stuff like that. So and, and I just built a home studio, man. I just got, I just went all in. I got the Mac computer. I got the MIDI keyboard, the interface, the new yeah. computer mic. I'm all in. So I'll be sending you some stuff to play on. Please do. Yeah, I, I've been doing the same. I mean, I guess um, I, it's, I'm not new to um, recording, but I'm still always always a beginner, you know, with um, all of the arts. I mean, I always feel like I'm forever a student. Um, I don't think that ever because, goes away. <laughs> well, there's just always somebody that can do do things, you know, uh, yeah. teach you teach you more. And for yeah. me, it's just about about growth, but it's also about fulfillment. Um, recording from home and making original projects um, is really fulfilling for me. I mean, so is playing live, but they both fulfill me in, in different ways. And um, the things that I tend to record now, it's music that I've been wanting to make for a long time or work with people that I've wanted to work with, um, you know, in general. Yeah. And I'm just trying to make... Um, make some music that's actually you know that that will last for us to like listen back to as opposed to a live concert that seems to just um be more in the moment which is important you know i i music should be in the moment right um no doing something gives you time to like to plan and to make it to make a you know plan and make a, a full a full painting so to speak yeah yeah that's a good way to put it um you know, I, I think about that a lot, you know, after like my accident and my cancer diagnosis and all that stuff, you start thinking about your life a lot more. You start thinking, what do I want to leave behind? And, and that's the cool thing about music is you can create something and record it and it's, it's, it's stitched in time. It's part of the fabric of music. It becomes just, you know, part of the ether and, and people can listen to it and enjoy it hundred years from now and say, Oh, who's this Tom? Lev I don't know how to say his last name, but he's a great trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, Hey, that I'd be thrilled if that happened. I'd just be thrilled if my friends and family listen to it. And no, <laughs> no I, <laughs> even while I totally hear you. I always, my, my thing, I always think uh, it would be cool in my mind is like, I want some kid like 50 years from now to discover one of my albums and be like, Oh, I found this guy Gooch in the motion. I think we should cover one of his songs in our band and like play one of my songs in their cover, in like their cover band. That would be my hey. ultimate cool, cool guy thing to happen. Absolutely. From, from, oh my God. Absolutely. But yeah. So like you said, and I always think of it in terms of, cause I, I love, writing music i love recording music and i love performing music but they really um scratch three different types of itches i know and i know and uh so like i said <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to adjust but so I, so you've been seem to be adjusting well to it you've been doing the recordings um talk about like some of the stuff you've been doing like some of the styles like i, I really see you going out and you're doing dance music and and reggae and like you're you're running the gamut 
Well, that's kind of been the thing. I mean, as a, as a trumpet player, <clears throat> you know, I, I tended to be a sideman a lot of times, not just because of trumpet, but also just because of the way I am, I guess. Right. Um, but I've played in a lot of different groups and I've played in a lot of other people's bands and other people's projects. And I've always had music of my own that I've wanted to put out, but sometimes maybe didn't have a way about it. Right. Um, a friend of mine 10 years ago or more gave me, just came, I was living in Prague, Czech Republic at this time. And a, another American came to me, at, uh, actually he goes by the name of Stevie Knotts. I might as well give him a shout out. Stevie Knotts, Steve Knotts, um, started the Mix It Texture, um, which now he's, uh, he's developed like a whole teaching, um, a new, a new way of teaching Ableton live to, uh, people that's not just tutorials but actually more of tutorials that are already in the program recorded so you basically know. download it press play and it's like a tutorial on all the things that he uses um through ableton live but he's done it like in the program okay um yeah pretty cool thing going on that St that stevie has anyway he called me one day and he said i have a i have a present for you um can you bring a bag to the to the gig uh to bring it home i was like what kind of present is this <laughs> and basically he gave me he gave me an old laptop an old mac and um which had ableton on there i think i think it was ableton 7 nice <laughs> and now i have 10 and i'm kind of confused how to use it dude um, i feel you i just got logic pro 10 on this on this thing and it's like it i'm just like uh i stare at it sometimes and it's funny my my other my guitar player comes over and as me and my producer friend he's helping me set it up he's showing me all these different things it does and i'm like just staring at it dumbfounded my buddy goes hey by the way i brought this over and it was just literally a, an old 70s panasonic one track recorder had a little microphone and record and he records something to tape real quick and we're like recording all this shit and like we do equalizers and you know uh compression and all this stuff and, he, and i'm like man this is sounding really good he hits play on that little tape and that thing just had the fuzz and yeah it starts playing and it just sounded so good and it was just like it just made me think like okay don't overthink it. You know what I mean? It's like you can do fucking anything in these programs. It blows my mind. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, and I, the sad thing is I feel like since he showed me that stuff that I haven't really even progressed <laughs> that much. <laughs> right. As a producer, it, it, because I hear sometimes beats that kids made on the way to the to school, like, you know, on the bus with their like apps and it sounds already fatter than my stuff <laughs> Dude, I, but I you like you said but you said before it scratches a different itch so um you know would it really besides making my own beats and and and, and making some compositional things um you know which i always say is just kind of for me or for friends it really um i got a lot better at recording uh trumpet and you know of course i guess that's my my forte yeah so I can layer, you know, layer horns and and track horns for people, um, and send them send them back to them via via email, you know, clean recorded, um, custom 
trumpet, yeah, <laughs> you know, at your service, which is not uncommon. Yeah. I mean, a lot, you know, there's other people that, that, that do this too, of course. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've watched some of your stuff on uh, Instagram that you've been doing and to catch people up. Um, I, I, we met, uh, did we meet when I was in 61 North? Was that when we first met or, or was, or did we meet later? Cause I don't even remember when we first met. I mean, obviously I remember like seeing you and running. I think the first place I met you was that I remember was at time, um, yeah. for a Tuesday open mic session because okay. I was hanging there all the time. Um, I moved back to Philadelphia. I lived in Prague from 2007 until 2014 and then back in Philly, like really 2015 with Adam. Who is the bass player for the motion. Hooked up with the time, you know, reacquainted with time as a bar, you know, and the Tuesday night, um, the Tuesday night open mic sessions really was like where I met, re-met a lot of people in yeah. Philly since I had left. So then I guess, the city, I guess that's you know? probably how we hooked up abroad. because um, Adam now plays bass in my band as well as Aunt, uh, Andy who plays drums at time. So um, I guess that was just a logical, uh, logical serendipitous thing for me. And obviously we vibe because we yeah. smoke and chill. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I got to out you here on this. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. And I know you are a, uh, a cannabis advocate and enthusiast, so I'm not really outing you, but but uh, I know you're out already. I think it's I think it's apparent. I, yes, I knew we would click <laughs> when when we played a gig at. Um, well, I won't say where it was because I don't want I don't because it's a college. But we played at a college. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we played. I remember now. Yes, you. Um, talking to me and you came in I was I had because I'm an introvert so I had gone into this like little side room it was actually pretty big and it was like a dressing room and I was going to smoke a little and just you know get my mind right and you come walking in like a little lost puppy dog and 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 you're like, uh, <laughs> hold on a second. I didn't lose you, did I? <clears throat> okay. I thought I lost you for a second. No, you, I'm here. Your voice got quiet. I don't know why. Um, but anyway, I'm sure it's still I'm recording sorry. fine. Um, but but anyway, I uh, yeah, so you come into the room and you're like, hey, man, can I come in here and hang out with you? I uh, I, I really need to just kind of like get away. And, and sure enough, you pulled out your little, your little pipe that you can always carry with you to take one or two tokes and, uh, and, you know, like started toking <laughs> up and I was like, all right, this guy, we, we definitely get along. And I don't even think we really spoke to each other much. You kind of just like zend out and I kind of zend out. I mean, and, uh, and, exactly and that's probably what we both need. Because I always need that before I play. I need that time to just get my mind right and and settle in uh smoke a little bit so my legs <clears> and my back aren't killing me on stage and it just gets me in that like creative space where i'm feeling yeah. good and uh at, like they call flow state and i'm sure you're familiar with flow state and so talk a little bit about absolutely. that like what absolutely so what really gets you in flow state <clears throat> 
Well, now it, it's 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 different things, you know, that it used to be, or maybe I'm trying to even understand that. Um, which during during quarant the quarantine, especially when was I'm down in Key West, Florida now, so I'm you know I'm not in Philadelphia anymore. So um, it's been warm here. Like I have the pleasure of like living very close to water and like it, the, the um, temperature here is like super consistent and days are consistent like of like now every day is in the 90s but in March and March and April you know yeah. every day was in the mid 80s and warm so that played a big um, that, that played it like a, put my mind just way at ease and played a big part in just right. for me to relax in general from a day-to-day -day basis. And I think um, what I, what I was trying to do during that time, especially I, I lived alone too. So um, I was really trying to spend the time to uh, get like a morning routine and, and, and do different things in my life because I felt like before that I was playing a lot of gigs and I was, you know, drinking yeah, dude, it, and eating late night fast. pizza and, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been an advocate of, for exercise for a while. So that, that, that kind of thing wasn't new, but, um, I was, I was pretty diligent, you know, with me meditation every day and, um, just, just eating, eating healthier foods. And that really just helped my body feel better, which would make my mind feel better. That's, which would get me into better flow state, you know, that, um, that as far as all Zen. good advice and, and, and hydration and all those things. I mean, our bodies are, are instruments, you know what I mean? Just like you gotta, you gotta, um, you know, drain the spit, yeah. the toxic, the toxicity has to come out of your body. Just like you have to oil, uh, you know, the, what would you call those valves? There you go. You gotta oh, gotta the oil the valves, you know <laughs> what I mean. You gotta you gotta put the right <clears throat> stuff in your system for it to, for it to play right and for you to feel right. Um, and yeah, and you you said it sometimes. You know, like you said, I mean, and and you, it's yep. about your body. You know, your legs hurt, your back hurts, um, different aches and pains that 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 we have and that people go through. Um, you know, we we all yeah. play physical instruments. Yeah, I think that um, I think that I think that more people. I, I know that, um, yeah. especially in America, there's there. It's it's like not enough people are um, concentrating on uh, their immune system and building up their immunities and things like that. All, you know, they you see a lot of wash your hands and um, you know wear a mask and everything, which are all good. But if if you're not building up your immunities, drinking water, eating the right food and stuff like that. It's, it's really all for nothing. Well, I started to do a lot of, um, last, last year I started to get panic attacks for the first time, um, like anxiety attacks, you know? <clears throat> and I think it was just, um, I mean, lack of, you know, unhappiness, like unhappiness with my job and my situation and having the day, you know, the day, the daily stresses just kind of wear upon you until it's at a point where right. your body says no more, you know? And I didn't even realize, like I wasn't even, I didn't right. realize I was like even an anxious person person until I had that happen. So once that happened, I started to really do my research on like anxiety and mental health and um, which it, it led me to 
a lot of research about gut health and basically the, the the stomach is a second mind if not the first mind for our bodies you know and it can confuse you and it can trick you into thinking things that are not your thoughts or not you or or basically can true, control man. your thoughts um it sounds creepy like mind control but it, your, your stomach oh, yeah. really it's can play central, a, a, a yeah. huge um, role I did a lot of that type of research myself, just going through all the different things I've gone through in my life. Um, yeah, it's it's actually pretty <clears throat> unbelievable how much our gut has to do with our overall health um, and, and all the things you can get from uh, from nature, natural things. I, I started taking I started taking vitamins, just you know, Absolutely. regular vitamins, regular like literally gummy vitamins that you can get at. Rite Aid, and I started taking vitamin D, vitamin C, and a multivitamin, and a probiotic, and just like adding those into my system. Before I knew it, it, it had been five, six, seven years before I even had ever had a cold or anything like that. And I was just like, "Damn, what, what, right. what's going on?" Because you don't really notice the difference when you start, first start taking a vitamin. Like you take some vitamin C, it's not like a I feel supercharged now or where I'm going to wake up in the morning and just kick my, you know, my day is going to kick ass. But if you put, if you, you know, put in time diligently, just take vitamins, drink a lot of water and stay away from soda and um, a lot of, you know, just fast food. People know the stuff to stay away from. It's not rocket, it's not rocket science, but. It's not, yeah, it's not, it's not. And it's just a reminder of, like, you know, what's, what's going to make you feel, what's going to make you feel good. What's going to make you feel your best. Um, vitamin C, I mean, uh, you know, I've been taking about 2000 milligrams a day for a long time now, but then once COVID started, I didn't, I haven't missed days. Sometimes I take an extra one. And, um, actually because of Adam, Adam Tadero, the ba- bass player of, of Gooch in the Motion, um, you know, he's him, him and, and Lisa, uh, they, they're really, really, really hip to, to these natural, natural foods and, and, you know, immune system and just building, building immune, you know, building your immune system. Um, I've been doing more research actually on, uh, the effects of fungus and just right. on your general health, like on mushrooms and, um, helping also with gut health, anti-cancer properties and, um, you know, fungus is anxiety. F- fungus, fungus is you know one of the. It's not an animal. It's not a plant. It's in its own. It's funny you say that. I never thought about that. And, um, right, but it is. It's all around us. Every... Both. Yeah, absolutely. Every time that you breathe in, you're breathing in fungal spores, and you know when humans are. Well, I want to say when humans are no longer here, fungus will take over the earth. But fungus has already taken over the earth. And um, because of mycelium from fungus, it's how plants actually communicate underneath the ground. And they, they, work, they work like the internet works for us and how our brains work. That's how like the mycelium of mushrooms like work underground every time that you're yeah, in the forest. It's, it's, it's really it's, interesting you know, stuff because um, I've been reading a little bit about people, um, you know, using, using mushrooms to... Uh, help with like people with PTSD, soldiers and veterans and things like that. Um, and just like microdosing it even, uh, you know, 
Yeah, oh, you're talking, talking about, about psychedelic, psychedelic mushrooms. mushrooms. Like they. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I meant even even other types of fungus. Right. I meant for gut health and other things. I meant even sh- shiitakes and okay. even portobellos. <laughs> you know, um, lion's mane. Uh, there's some really medicinal, like mushrooms okay. with real medicinal properties. Okay, yeah. Okay. Psychedelic mushrooms now, now, as well. Now you're clarifying absolutely. which mushroom you're talking about. <laughs> now we're on the same page. See, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, and on all fronts now that that's you know i'm really interested um i have to look some more into that about like the gut health of mushrooms because i'm always looking for things to improve my gut health um so that that's really interesting to hear because i thought you were actually talking about just shrooms and i was like hmm gut health i didn't know they did that but i know they'll clean your gut out when you (laughs) have like a crazy trip but Well, that's the thing about mushrooms, right? Some are good for gut health, and some are yeah, right. some can actually kill you within five minutes of eating them. Others can make, break your kidneys down. Mushrooms can be scary, like um, fungus in general, you know, because it does help things decompose. When things die, mushrooms and fungus, you know, like yeah. eat that eat that corpse. But it's also like the beginning of things, yeah. like mushrooms they are, are the beginning of things. They are at the end too. of life, and they are the beginning of life. They are not a plant. They are not an animal. They are an enigma. They are, they are fu- fungus. It's its own, yeah, I hear it's you, own thing. I, and... But psychedelic mushrooms are coming a long way um, quite quickly, um, thanks to Johns Hopkins University and um, also yeah. now just some possession laws in Denver and um, yeah, that's what I've Oakland, been reading California. about. And that's some of the like clinical testing they've been doing on people. It's like, it's just amazing. I mean, just between medicinal marijuana, which we both are obviously huge um, fans, proponents of, and, uh, you know, and then mushrooms, like the, the, you know, the two things that are classified as, as you know, these terrible drugs are actually now surprise, surprise, what we've known <laughs> all along. Um, they have a lot of uh properties, and you know, that it still needs to be just like any other substance, you know, moderations and um, you know, you know keeping it out of the hands Absolutely. of kids and things like that. You wouldn't want your kid, you wouldn't want your seven year old to take Tylenols, you know, like six adult Tylenols. So it's just, you know, it's a stupid argument. I don't know what, how it ever got there. And that could, that's, I mean, I do know, but I, I and we could talk about that forever probably, but All right. I will just say that I am really happy to see a lot of these decriminalization laws and a lot of these legalization laws, as well as like you said, John Hopkins and a lot of these places doing research. And um, yeah, so like you've, you've seen some of this stuff, like you were, you were saying on, on the um, mushrooms and it's crazy, right? I mean, yeah, it, it, well, there's also a, th- a theory that that's how, see, people look at these things like it's new ancient, thing. Yeah. This is, this is some ancient. People, some people ancient, think we were, we ancient. come from mushrooms. Well, I mean, we right. do have fungus inside I of mean, us, you know. People are blown away <laughs> other, when I um, we have a there's, there's, system in our, inside of us. You know? I know. I know. I know. But, you know some people just don't want to do the research for themselves or there's still stigma about things and, and that's fine. And it's not for, there's no competition for, for growth and learning. It's just about 
you know, uh, other people, maybe it's not the best thing for them. So, but to know about these things, and it's, it, the issue is just that they're just the, the illegal the illegality of them, you know, it's, it's illegal, it's dangerous, it's bad for you, this is bad, this is good. I mean, it just goes back to people's minds right. and, and mindsets, yeah. you know, of, of creating laws around things yeah. to control yeah. people. And we, and we, and we and see... And we, by design, well, yeah, that's by see, design, you know? That's right? Like, uh, I mean, look where we are now, we're yeah. more divided than ever. Like... Well, exactly, and it's, it's, it's really a shame because I... I, I really think down in, in in most humans' hearts, and in their in their you know, in their with their will is just to be at peace with other humans. I mean, we all we all just mostly most of us just want to love each other and want to feel connection with people. You know, like some yeah, kind of and, connection. And, yeah, I was having um, that kind of that conversation last night with a couple people. Um, we were just saying, you know, I've always grown up in in a middle class household my dad was sold cars my mom is a hairdresser and i i live in south jersey which is very rural and um you know the middle class is very much alive here and it's and it's very much um something we value uh we were laughing because we were we were on the back porch last night smoking and just talking politics and and some things like that that's going on in the world and uh you know why isn't this happening why isn't that happening and i made a joke and i said probably because assholes like us just sit on a back porch and talk about it and never do anything and and and, uh and it's true (laughs) because um you know part of it is that uh i think you know, a lot of us find a lot of value in a middle class life in in going to a job and working hard or, you know, doing our gigs and our recordings and our art and, uh, and right. just living me, you know, it, within our means. And like <clears throat> I'm, I sit out on my porch, I look out at my at the field, I go across the street, my grandpa has horses and I'm like, this is great. Like I live the greatest life ever. And you know, I'm just like, turn on the TV and the whole world's falling apart. So, uh, you know, I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not ignorant to that either, but it's like, we were just saying that if the, if, if more people valued, um, those things and, and just like got together and sat on the back porch and hashed out their problems and, and got, got to know people we're lucky because we're musicians so we we get to perform with people of color like and you know latin people and black people and people from all walks of life different countries uh you know it's and we're very lucky that we get to do that so i think it shapes our our view of the world oh absolutely well i I mean i've been so so very fortunate um to have traveled, you know, and got, I, I also grew up in South Jersey, a little bit more suburb than where you're, than where you are. But, um, I moved to the city when I was 18 to go to university of the arts. I mean, I met loads of people, um, from all different backgrounds became, became my friends, you know, all different backgrounds and races. Um, after that, I, I had a job on a cruise ship. I got to go to a a lot of countries and I was still young. I was like 22 and I moved to Europe 
you know, quickly after that. And I, I have a lot of friends from all over the world and I've been very fortunate enough and, and definitely grateful to have the opportunities to, to, to have, tra to have traveled and, and, and gotten out of my existence, you know, um, to, to realize that we're human beings and yeah, we're all that, human that's beings. That's the cool um, thing about the trumpet too. Like you were saying earlier, you almost haven't had time for your own original music because you are playing in so many groups like the trumpet is in a way um, uh, it, it can be a lead instrument, uh, you know, look at someone like Miles Davis, which probably the most people would be like someone uh, everyone knows, you know, that you can look to and be like, that's somebody who right. did it, you know, and, and just went straight for their own thing. But like, it's 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 really made to be a great accompaniment to to a group and to an ensemble so you get to you get to be a part of something bigger and you and i think it humbles you because when i started the motion that was the that was the idea behind the motion was everyone's a part of the motion we're all just kind of playing a part and and and, mm -hmm. and you fit mm -hmm. perfectly into that man i i want to thank you for playing on the records that you played on and and uh playing the gigs that you played and i know we'll we'll hopefully get to do more because um we were planning on playing camp jam together so um absolutely and, uh, dude absolutely. how awesome can we just stop and, and reflect on our on our uh <laughs> memories of camp jam for a second i know we have some camp jam fans that listen to the podcast and uh Tell, tell the people what your thoughts of camp I've been jam to two. Because I'd like to hear from your perspective. I've been, I, I've been uh, to two camp jams. Um, yeah, you played, you played two of them with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it, I mean, I, I love it. Well, I camp jam. It reminds me when I was living in in Prague, Czech Republic. In Czech Republic, there's a lot of festivals that are out in the woods like that. And all different sizes. Not not all are just big festivals. Some are some are like really small, um, like a festival for like two right. little towns, you know. Um, but that, that well, it's just it's just nice there in the Pine Barrens because it's just you and the pines, right by the lake there, um, and just nice people with an open mind who just want to listen to music and yeah. dance for a couple of days, and which is really an escape, you know. It, it's it's just a it makes you feel better. Um, music for me always makes me feel better. I think it's the tr trumpet and the deep breathing and the rhythms and just the, the, the release yeah. and the escape from what you said, turning on the news, knowing, being informed about what's happening in the world and, and just your own stresses mixed with what's happening with your friends and people you love. And, and, um, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. stressful. It can be a, you know? it can be a lot. And, and... and for me, I mean, I, I, I care about music so much as my, as my artistic form of expression. And for me, it's like not having these live gigs. I'm not used to this. It's like Adam, we rehearsed last night for the first time since our last gig. Our last gig was the album release at, um city winery in march so we hadn't played together in like almost four months and like we we're making a couple little yeah. mistakes on songs that we just like know like the back of our hand and it was just like whoa what geez like you fall off for like four months and like already we're starting to like lose a little bit of something but you know once we got into it it was just such a great release and um 
it was just like, man, I, I forgot how much I missed this and I forgot how much I love this. Uh, I thought I knew, but having it taken away like this, like never before, except for maybe when I had my accident. But even then I wasn't nearly um, as involved of a musician as I am now. And yeah, playing those live gigs, man. And like the, the times where you and I would hang out before a gig and just have that little, you know, connection it was almost that's our church it's like our fellowship yeah well yeah music is music is my social life i mean it's it's also that that you know like you said your church yeah. my friends my my way yeah, of expression um i no no i was yeah, just gonna ahead, say sorry. like i wanted to see what you thought um and like what like your uh what your comparison was of the philly scene compared to where you are now in florida where exactly again in florida wow well okay because in, you're in, in key, key west, west and like so stuff i've been seeing you do has been has been way different and i know you can you can assimilate to pretty much any style um that's just a compliment to what a great musician you are um but man totally different down there right well a 100 percent different um <laughs> so many things are different key west is you know the the, the farthest island the last island off the off the off the Florida mainland, really. Um, it's gorgeous here. Uh, when I was living in Prague, I met a, a guitar player and singer by the name of Turner Harrison. Um, Prague really connected a lot of things. Like my whole, my whole 37 existence, 37 years of existence has come into to yeah. circles, you know, like different loops multiple times. Um, so when I was there, I met my friend Turner, and he's been down here off and on. He came here by mistake, actually. It's another funny story. He had a sailboat, <laughs> and he got stuck in he got stuck in Cuba for a couple months because he couldn't afford the price to get his boat cleaned after he got they cleaned stuck it. In Cuba. True. Yeah, and, and, and this wasn't recently. This was ten years ago, Jesus. and it was different. You know, he, it's a funny story. So actually, his brother. His brother living in Prague met a Swiss guy and gave him like $3,000. I guess the Swiss guy was rich. He was like, I'm going to Cuba. So his brother gave him like $3,000 just to trust this guy. And then the guy came, gave it to my friend Turner <laughs> to get his boat back because he couldn't afford the cleaning because he thought it was like a tenth of that price because he didn't understand Spanish that well. And he, uh, they didn't screw him. He just he like just really, really misunderstood. To him, he just so. really needed someone who, who could translate. Yeah. He thought it was eighty bucks, and it was like eight thousand. So, oh my Something god, like that, that is yeah. a really funny story. He uh, <laughs> and, and so he ended up in Key West. He ended up so he came to Key West to sell. He was like, "I'm gonna sell this boat now. I need money, and I've been in, you know." Uh, and he was we were, we were yeah. young, younger. So th this was all happening. I hadn't seen him for a while. And he came back to Prague and was like, uh, Key West. I don't know. I, I moved back to Philly and I knew that he was going there or coming here where I am now off and on. And, you know, living in Philly, I wasn't working as a musician full time. I always had another job, whether it was teaching. Um, I worked in some bars and restaurants. I, um, I was working at a medical yeah. marijuana dispensary yeah, the last year there. So, um, 
and still playing gigs and hanging out at time. Philly, for me, it's just the musicians there are at such a high it's crazy level. Right. And Philly, New York, and New Jersey, and like that area, there's just so many good musicians, and the bar is set very, very high, um, which is the best training ground. <laughs> if you're not from... If you're not from that area, I mean, New York, you know, is New York is New York. So, and it's, so that's that awesome. Mean, so that mean, um, obviously, one of the best schools. more of, uh, you know, a wanted, like, hot commodity down there for gigs? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just know that Philly was an yeah. excellent school for me, and I love that city. Um, yeah, I mean, there's... And I always felt like that's where I'm. That's where I'm from, and that's where I yeah, like learn. And there's no doubt that um, Philly has a, you know, it has it has a history of being a place that's put out a lot of great musicians. Um, there's, I mean, how many great horn players do we know, and and drummers and bassists who tour with national acts. You know what I mean? Like. I could name Absolutely. three to five Absolutely. off just the top of my head right now. You could probably name more because you've been actually in. I I, I can name a hundred yeah, trumpet players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 uh, and um, you know, like that's how I feel. Like I feel blessed to have met Andy and Adam and you and some of the different people I met who, and obviously, you know, when Brian LePan moved to the city um, and Bob had friends and kind of was up, you know, right outside the city. And then he moved. Yeah, he did move to the city. So Bob was in the city for a while. Shout out to those guys. And so I got to mix and mingle with a lot of the same Philly cats that you're talking about. Um, and got to meet, you know, that's why Luke O'Reilly and uh, Odd Kid Absolutely. Al, um, Butch Seriani and, uh, you know, I mean, Corey Riker, um, Jay Davidson, the, all these guys are playing on my records and, you know, I go and look and see what they're doing in their catalogs that they've played on or who they've played with or what they're accomplishing and working with now. And, you know, Todd Pritchard and I you know, could go on. All these guys were like, I'm, I was looking back the other day. And I was like, holy shit. I had like Jarvis and I had, um, uh, yeah. yeah, all those people. Luke, like my first band was Mitch Beer on bass, um, Odd Kid out on drums, Luke O'Reilly on the organ, Todd Pritchard on guitar. Like that's just crazy that to think that that was my band at that point. Like, <laughs> and and yeah. now look and see what those guys are doing. They're just it's it's insane. Well, just to hang out there and and, and see and and be part of mostly at time, sometimes Chris's jazz cafe, but for me just to be at time as much as I could and to see some of the guys that um, are just like you, everyone you just named and so many more who hung out there yeah, on a regular out, basis. And like where well. booking, got to put him in there. Uh, well, the living yeah. sample guys, which is how I yeah. even met you. Yeah, I got to get Andy. up there more. Um, I want to take my wife. Uh, I'm, I'm married now. I'm a married man, Tom. I don't know oh, if you knew that. Or not. I did. I did know that. I did not congratulate you publicly yeah, on on podcast. Thanks, yet. congratulations. You, to, you to, got to meet Brianna yeah. uh, right before you left. Multiple times. Yeah, I think so, two or three times. Um, she's she's a musician and uh, she's actually learning how to play the bass right now, and she's 
picking it up really quick. She already plays guitar, has a degree in music theory, and I can imagine, and, yeah, and everything. So uh, I've been, I really got to bring start bringing her up to time because, um, she, and she loves jazz. I mean, that's like her thing. So um, that would be ideal place to to take her. It's plus it's wheelchair accessible, which I love. <laughs> no steps to climb. Yeah, like, almost absolutely. every other gig in Philly. Well, yeah, I know, especially yeah. with those old buildings. Yeah, I've gotten invited to so many jam sessions, and people are just like, yeah, I mean, we could probably carry you. There's only like uh, seven steps, and then there's like this little turn at the top, <laughs> and then another seven steps, but like, we could probably get you out there. I'm like, you have no fucking idea. Uh, some buildings buildings <laughs> built in 1890. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got grandfathered in. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Like, if it's as old as your grandfather, it counts as not being uh, accessible to a certain segment of the population. <laughs> it's exactly. like... It, tonight we're doing a show a virtual show for disability pride philadelphia and it really set in it always sets in when i do this gig for them uh they always uh hashtag it that um disability rights are civil rights and uh i'm always like yeah that i guess that's true you know so oh absolutely um, the accessibility of of gigs is something that i'm always constantly trying to put out there to people that is something that um, is a challenge that not just me, but uh, many musicians have to try and overcome. I mean, and as just as much as you said, cannabis, and we talked about mushrooms and vitamins. I mean, music is absolutely medicine, not only for people's bodies, but for yeah. mental health. I mean, that is some of the original medicine. Like you feel better when you're dancing, when you're sitting, when you feel you know, music is vibrations, and that's one of the things that affects your affects your mind and affects your body. And the first thing someone's going to do when they get home and they're stressed, they might put on their their de stress music, their chill out music. People get in the car, they put music on. Yeah. You know, um, change this song. I can't stand this song. It's making me feel uncomfortable. Oh, this yeah. is my jam. It it it, it plays a huge part in the way that you feel no, you're you know? you're 100 percent right um i always i always tell the funny story of i was dating this girl and we broke up and i was really sad this one time and she told me you just need to put on some hip-hop music because you can't be sad and listen to hip-hop music at the same time and she was right she was right <laughs> I was like, wow that's that's really interesting like you can't and I, it was specifically, I think she said like nineties hip hop or something like that, or like, you know, like old school hip hop. And, you know, I was just throwing like some old Dr. Dre or something like that. And as soon as it started, I just, before I knew it, I was la de la de la, you know, just like singing along. And Absolutely. Laughing and, you know, just geeking out on the lyrics. Well, that was one of the reasons, honestly, um, well, we talked about, feeling good and smiling. So that's what kind of led me to Key West. I was, um, when I was in Philly, between my friend Turner, shout out to Turner Harrison. Yeah, if you stuck here. in Cuba. Um, not and stuck Spanish. in Cuba, thank God that happens to him. And he, he's the one that was constantly inviting me down here. Um, so I, I did come to visit him once, but you know, I, again, I was in Philly learning from some of the top musicians in the world, thinking like, ah, I'm from here. I'm not going to move to some small right. town. Like what's there for me? 
But I came to the island to visit him, and I had such a great time. I met really nice, really nice, nice people, and just the lifestyle was completely different, you know. And um, just being by the water, seeing the different types of nature that exist here, and being close to the beach, um, you know, it, the weather is always really, really nice. Uh, most of my transportation is by bike, so that that stuff really played a, a big part on my on my mental health um i felt in the last year i was i started to have uh panic attacks which i i, I never had before um like i was saying you know just from being stressed and working a job i didn't want to work and being in the city and i really started to think about my my my, my gut health and um and different other things so being being here just had really set my mind in a nice place for the last, uh, the first three months I had been here. And then the last three months had been the quarantine. Um, which when that started, I had already felt a lot more like myself and a lot more relaxed. And, um, when quarantine started, I, I could really meditate and focus on some goals that I wanted to accomplish. I, I knew that it wasn't going to be a two week operation. Obviously none of us knew how long it was going to be. But I thought at the beginning of it, if I could create not only healthy habits, but focus on the things that I really wanted to obtain in my life, because I had just moved from Philly down here. And when I came to Key West, I, I got pretty booked, pretty booked with gigs. Um, there's not many trumpet players down here. There's a, a, another gentleman who plays fantastic and really me. Uh, that being said, Don't it's not like there's... <laughs> no, he's my Did he's my trumpet Yoda and now. Hide his body um, in the water. I thought he was going to murder me at first, but um, we <laughs> he I didn't go on the boat yeah, trip. Yeah, right. I did me exactly. On. Did, um, did you get quote unquote <laughs> lost in Cuba? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, still he's there. Still there. Uh, no, he became he became a great he became a great a, a great friend and and you know also mentor. Um. But that being said, it was, I, I do play a lot of a different kind of gigs here too. Um, a lot of reggae stuff, a lot of cover uh, cover music, or just even duos like you know guitar player vocals and trumpet, where we do a lot of covers and um, still for me a lot of improvisation, uh, but dif in different styles and little horn lines That's and things fantastic. like that. But Dude, the it's fantastic what you've been putting on. Like um, I really love a lot of the. Um like dance dance music and like dj stuff you've been playing over top of as well so that okay so that's what led me to, when the quarantine started i had time to think about some of the artistic um the artistic music and people i wanted to record with and work with i had my little recording set up and you know i was i'm, I'm down with ableton so i had time and i i basically just made it happen as far as calling people. Sometimes all it takes is just to call or use Instagram and contact the people that you already know and that already know you and that want to work together, you know? So I, um, well, like, I, I guess I did f pretty much like four different uh, projects in the last three months that I was working with. Um, one was uh, just some quick dance music, DJ music with a guy from Czech who I used to work with who contacted me um, and asked if I was still recording. So that was easy. 
but the main two things I've been focusing on the dance music was with uh, a girl named Natasha Kitty Cat. Uh, Natasha's awesome. She's from the UK. Um, she's from Edinburgh, actually, I believe. And uh, the UK and Europe in general has a huge dance and DJ disco house right. music scene, which, you know, even a lot of that music started in the U S it's not like as popular here. There's not as much of the. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny dude, now, that, at that least, stuff seems to know, thrive over there. And there's a real underground scene for it. Yeah. And she's part of a record label called, um, glitter box, glitter box records. Okay. And, um, so basically I know her dad, um, Dennis Probert. He's a, a DJ also from the UK and he used to hang out at time in Philly. And, um, for years I, I know him and he always mentioned, you know, his daughter and to, you should, you should, you know, hear my daughter's music. You should collaborate with my daughter. And, you know, I knew, I met his daughter once for about 45 seconds and I checked out her music and her stuff was awesome. And, you know, she has a lot of plays. She's on a record label. It's a little bit intimidating, I think, for me, um, sometimes just to contact people who I think I would fit right. the bill with or not, you know, like that you want to work with. So a lot of times people are really excited to hear from you and you might think that they're not because they have so much going on. Like, you know, like you, you have albums out, you've had bands, you have a podcast. It's like, man, I, I, I don't know if I want to approach this guy. I'm just like trumpet dude. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, the, like, um, we did jam in the van down in Nashville in September. And I just reached out to them on, instagram i just like commented on one of their stories and we got to talking and, and it was like sent them my stuff and they're like yeah we like your stuff we're gonna be on the east coast in nashville if you can make it down we'll give you a set you can do three songs and i made it happen you know i made my way down there and and yeah. like before i knew it now i've been connected with those guys they helped me get hooked up with Killcliff energy drinks that I'm an ambassador for them. Now did a commercial with them. Hell yeah. They filled my fridge with Killcliff drinks, which are awesome. Uh, and we also did an episode of band appetite, which is another show that is a cooking show that, uh, jam the van produces that they, you cook with your bandmates and you know, it's a funny little show they put together. And so we've done, I've done a bunch of cool stuff with them just from hitting them up on Instagram. So you never really know. And like from reaching yeah, out and like, yeah. and for the longest time I've been watching them forever. And I never in a million years would have thought like, Oh, all I have to do is hit them up on Instagram. <laughs> well, yeah, right, so. right. And I think a lot of a lot of people yeah. go through that, which is also leads back to what we were saying in the beginning about being a sideman, but like also, you know, wanting to uh, make your own music. A, a lot of times, honestly, it's it's based around fear. Right. And even if it's subtle fear, it's just like, well, you're still. <laughs> if I'm too busy doing other people's music, then I'll never have, then I'll never have to do my own music and I won't have to go through the pain that it takes for me to sit down and try to make it and produce it and listen to it over and over again and wonder if it's good or if it's bad. And that, that, that plays a huge part on a lot of artists psyches. That's, you know? a, that's a great point, man. I, you know, I, cause it, for 
I was very fortunate to work with Joe the Butcher Nicolo, the legend, um, of course, the on, legend. on both records and Roughhouse Records. Yeah, so I um like both and both albums took. I mean, the first album took over a year. The second album took about a year. Now that's not like I'm working all week, every week, every day on it. That's like, you know, doing sure. chipping away as you know, but, um, that's how I have to do it. And that's in like, it, it's like, it's just crazy when I look back on it and think about all the different sessions and like, I, I have to be there for the horns and for, you know, the, the mandolin session and the, you know, the organ session, like all these extra things that I'm adding into for the, all the extra mixing sessions. Like I'm there for every aspect of it from beginning to end i'm there for every session and it it just it gets to be to the point where you're like i don't know i could i could add more i could pull back i could do less mm. and you don't know what to do and you're like is this even is anyone even gonna give a shit you know it's like you know <laughs> if i if i put this out and it's it's very scary and it's much easier just to be like I'll just go, you know, play some covers with uh, with the guys down at the local right. winery or at Time or something. Well, and which for me is 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 exactly it. But I know that that I uh, there's there's some desire that calls me to finish it, to finish projects and keep moving. And that's kind of some people don't have that. Some people's desires are, you know, what they're exactly what they're doing. And mine are too. But mine are also calling me to. To, to call these people, you know, so to call Natasha and be like, Hey, what's up? I'm Tommy. We met for 45 seconds. I'm friends with your dad for the last five years. <laughs> She's like, I can't wait. Nice. She sent me a bunch of tracks. You know, I, um, we, we, we had three, we have three now. We're going to maybe do a fourth one and we'll release an EP. Um, hopefully this fall. I mean, we're kind of moving quickly, but you know, things take time. Right. Um, also we're getting them, uh, mastered by other, you know, we're not, we're not going to master our own, um, which, which I recommend too, for a lot of people, like you said, it's like a lot of people, you, 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 you gotta work. Yeah. If you, when you do everything alone, that's, that's amazing. And, and that's cool, but I'm not, I'm not Prince, unfortunately. Yeah. Let, and, let somebody get fresh ears. <laughs> Yeah, because then they can tell you, you know, does it need the more percussion? Does it need this? Like, it's it's it is it's really important to work with other people and fresh ears, you know. A hundred percent. Well, well, well. I, you know, I think that the world is ready for Tom Lavecchia. Is it how the fuck do you say your last name again? Lavecchia, <laughs> right? Lavecchia. La, that's my real last name. Yeah. Lavecchia. 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 I always want to say Lavecchia. Uh, well, Vecchia means old in in Italian. All right, so Tom old. I'm just call you Tom yeah, old. Yeah, Tom old. So Vecchia yeah. means old in Italian. Um, Vecchia, Vecchio. It means wow. like old. So Vecchia is like the old. You know, you should, you should <laughs> that should be your that should be your stage name, Mister Old or something like that. Mister Old. Mr. Well, I've been going. It's funny because I've been going by Tommy Tangy, which was the nickname I got when I worked at the dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I was wondering where that came from. The Tommy Tangy, yeah, um, because of the great sativa strain Tangy. Um, and the, the joke was always that when I was in a bad mood, my nickname would be Sour Tangy, <laughs> <laughs> which well, was the Sour Diesel and Tangy strains combined. Um, which is funny because I'm not. 
I mean, I love those strains, but I, I you know, I'm not the biggest sativa fan because yeah. they would make me a little bit mental. <laughs> yeah, same here. Make me a little bit paranoid. I'm paranoid yeah. enough. Uh, I need that. I need yeah, me too. I have enough energy. So when I when I'm tangy, that means that I'm overloaded on on Tommy energy <laughs> nice. and acting a fool. Well, Tom, let the people know where they can find some of your music and your uh, your your social media um, postings and things like that. Where where can they where can the people find you? Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram. I'm using that the most now. It's at Tommy Tangy. T-O-M-M-Y-T-A-N-G-I-E. Um, that's where I'm mostly posting and keep, keep keeping people updated yep. about where my uh, things are coming out. And they can just slide in your DMs if they want to hit you up for a uh, for a guest spot on their on a record or something like that. And, and oh, absolutely! You, right? and you, you know, absolutely, you, you can do it right from right from Key West. They can just send you the track, correct? I, I absolutely. That's that's exactly what I'm doing. And if someone also just wants to collaborate and work on some other projects, that's good too. Cool. Um, I, I do have a website. I have a Tommy Tangy website coming. I know it's like 25 years late to the website party, but I think, <laughs> but I think it is a you know it is a good place for um, more for people who don't know you who might see that come out and then search your name. Right. They yeah. can go to. But I know I'm real late to that party. Dude, um, you're- don't feel bad because I need to redo my website and I feel like such an idiot, like not having that done yet. <laughs> it's one of those things I keep meaning to do. And, and Casey Alvarez, he did my his site first and now he's not even really doing websites. And so I got to find a new web person and I'm just like, uh, I don't want to do this, but I just basically need like a, basically like a business card website like you know what i mean that if someone right. searches me right. let's go get the gist of what i'm about what i do some pictures music you know i mean instagram became instagram yes. and facebook i, I really prefer the gram um but instagram became became yep. better than a website because you can keep keep people yeah, and keep you know, people abreast engaged. of what you're doing yeah cool yeah exactly Appreciate you doing the motion show. Um, Absolutely, Gooch. Thank I'm, you for I'm having me. That, what a pleasure. Uh, it all recorded okay because there were a couple little things that happened while we were recording where it was seemed like it might have gone in and out. But hey, that's just life, man. <laughs> I love you, brother. Thanks again, and uh, I'll be in touch. And I'll be I'll be love sending you, you some merch, and I'm looking forward to getting some of your merch. I like those shirts you made. I, I'm sending one out today, actually. I'm off to the post office as soon as I awesome, uh, brother. end I this call. It. You'll be getting mine soon. All right. Love you, brother. Cool. Take Thanks, care. Gooch. Later. Love you, too. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye.